Hello, and welcome to the new episode of Investing Beyond Borders, a podcast from Miranda Law Firm that brings you regular insight on investment opportunities and legal and regulatory updates from throughout the Miranda Alliance world, all in around six minutes. This week, we bring you stories on Cape Verde's international trade relations and renewable sector, commercial agriculture in Angola, measures aimed at attracting investment in Cameroon, a government reshuffle in Equatorial Guinea, and other important news from countries and the Miranda Alliance footprint. Sit back, relax, and enjoy investing beyond borders. Teresa, over to you. The first stop on this week's roundup takes us to Cape Verde, where in an important development for international trade in the African region, the country became the latest nation to ratify the African Continental Free Trade Agreement. This is important news, especially considering that international trade in Cape Verde declined in the third semester of this year and that the European Union is still responsible for absorbing approximately 93% of Cape Verdean exports and for 75% of the country's imports. On the renewable front, Cape Verde continues to be an example to follow in Africa, with the microgrid of its first village fully powered by renewables, the fishing village of Montetrigo, up and running again after its network's batteries were replaced. The solar-powered microgrid has been delivering electricity to the village's population and businesses since 2012, having produced 310 megawatt-hours of electricity to date. Also in Cape Verde, it has just been announced that the wind farms operated by Cabeolica on the islands of Santiago, Sal, São Vicente and Boa Vista produced sufficient energy in 2019 to avoid the emission of 53,600 tons of CO2. Angola has a huge agriculture potential, which although actively explored during colonial times, has been mostly neglected since independence. Acknowledging the importance of the agricultural sector, not only for food security but also to reduce Angola's balance of trade deficit, the World Bank has been working with the Angolan state on a commercial agriculture development program, having recently announced a 230 million US dollar investment in the sector, together with the French Development Agency. In another highly anticipated development that we have discussed here in the past, the Angolan government this week approved the new criteria for the determination of the price of petroleum products, thus taking a bold and important step towards the liberalisation of the downstream sector. In upstream news, the government approved the 2020 through 2025 strategy for petroleum exploitation and announced that new petroleum exploration and production contracts may be awarded in the second semester of 2021, with a view to combating the recent decline in production. There is good news for investors and businesses in Cameroon, with the recent announcement that the government is looking to reduce the rates of both profits tax and corporate income tax. The Ministry of Finance has also announced the creation of a special fiscal framework for the information and communication technology sector aimed at attracting startups to the country. It is anticipated that this framework will create the conditions for investment by ICT companies that are expected to benefit from less bureaucracy, as well as tax exemptions on payroll withholdings, VAT on loans, and exemption from certain registration fees. In related news, the government has made public that it plans to extend the country's internet fiber optic cable backbone by 5,000 kilometers to 25 kilometers in the next few years, as well as to install urban fiber optic networks in all the administrative centers of the country, thus increasing access to broadband internet. Meanwhile, in Gabon, 
The government and the African Development Bank have announced a joint initiative aimed at diversifying the economy, including through the improvement of the investment environment and strengthening of institutional capacity. In Equatorial Guinea, a government reshuffle has seen the appointment of a new Minister of Finance, Economy and Planning. Legislative developments to watch in this country in the Gulf of Guinea include a new ports law and a new criminal code, both currently under discussion. The Republic of the Congo took an important step for both ordinary citizens and investors in approving Law 55-2020, which creates the National Land and Property Registry. International comparative experience has shown that an operational and trustworthy land and property registry is crucial, not only for the economic security and development of a country's population, but also to support both national and foreign investment, as collateral over property facilitates access to both personal and business credit. The Mozambique liquefied natural gas projects continue to be at the forefront of developments in the country, with ExxonMobil recently announcing that it's still too early to set a date for a final investment decision on the Area 4 project, although the future continues to look bright and reliable. In turn, the Mozambique LNG project led by Total continues to move ahead, and its main contractors recently shared business opportunities with more than 100 Mozambican companies interested in taking part in the project. Another development worthy of note was the news that last Saturday, Mozambique and Malawi signed a Memorandum of Understanding for the construction, beginning in 2021, of a railway line between the two countries. The 44-kilometer line from the Tete province in Mozambique to the capital of Malawi is estimated to cost around 26 million US dollars and is expected to move more than 80 million tons of cargo per year between the ports of Baden-Nakala and Malawi. Our roundup takes us finally to Timor-Leste, where the country has just entered into its seventh state of emergency due to COVID-19, with stricter rules having been approved this time around, including social distancing measures and mandatory mask use in public spaces. The government has also announced the possible issuance of sovereign bonds for the first time in 2021 signalling a major shift for the country, which has an extremely low public debt and has not widely resorted to borrowing in the past. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Investing Beyond Borders. Please join us again in two weeks' time for more business and legal and regulatory news from the 19 Miranda Alliance jurisdictions. This podcast was brought to you by Miranda Law Firm and Miranda Alliance. You can find out more about our worldwide activities and assistance to investors at www.mirandalawfirm.com. This episode was presented by Teresa Garcia-André and Phil Town from our Lisbon office and Luis Miranda from the Houston office. Content was developed exclusively for Miranda by the Miranda Alliance podcasts team. Technical support is provided by Catarina Moraes from our communications department. All content is subject to copyright and protected by law.